You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by Kaleida Health. All right, here we are. Hour number two. Chris Brown, Steve Tess with you on a Thursday. Three days away from Super Bowl 57 between the Chiefs and the Eagles. And we are asking you what will be the difference maker in this year's Super Bowl. We go to the tweet sheet for some answers now. Tweet sheet brought to you by Corrigan Moving Systems, the official equipment moving company of the Buffalo Bills. And Greg leads us off and says, Eagles defense because of their physicality. You know what's really interesting about their pass rush, Steve? They almost play a 50 front or a delayed 50 front. So it looks like a four-man front, and all of a sudden there's a fifth guy there, Mm -hmm. and they force those five offensive linemen to play man-to-man. They only trigger it when the opponent is spread out. You know, nobody in the back, like empty backfield, they'll go man up and just say, okay, you're going to go – Nobody in the backfield, we're going to go five on your five, and our five are better than your five, and we're going to win. And more often than not, they do, and it's one of the big reasons why they got 70 sacks this year. 70. That's a, it's a huge number, and, that, and it has been the difference for them, no question about it. And that, The Chiefs are going to have to have an answer for it. Now, one thing also, if the Chiefs are the team we know they are, they will have an answer for it, and in fact, we'll probably do a couple of things to invite it invite them to do it once in a while especially with two weeks to prepare yeah they'll they'll have a wrinkle in their offense where they're going to get get it blocked up and leave those six guys in the back end hanging out to dry mm-hmm. we'll see yeah mike on the tweet sheet feels the same way eagles pass rush will be the difference mahomes still dealing with that ankle injury that takes weeks to heal so it won't be 100 percent. if they can't get pressure he'll simply pick them apart I've seen a lot of people, Steve, believe that this game could play out much the way the Super Bowl a few years ago did between the Chiefs and Tampa when, if you remember, Mahomes had a toe injury and couldn't move around, and that pass rush ate him for lunch most of the day. And, you know, the Chiefs ultimately came up short. Some people feel it's going to play out similarly with this Eagles pass rush. I don't think so. Not the way he played against Cincinnati in the yeah. division round. He played. He moved around fine. I saw it a couple of times where he looked like a little twinge in his, you know, hitch in his giddy up. But with two weeks to get better, yeah, they're working I on think that thing a, day I, and night. Yeah, I think that high ankles or whatever it is is not even a ripple. Um, and if Mahomes is healthy, and the Eagles are counting on him not to be, I think it's a. I think they're asking for it. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think the ankle is a factor at all in this game. Okay, Tiffany says on the tweet sheet, I believe Andy Reid will Philly specially Eagles with a few offensive plays he's been saving to deploy on the big stage Sunday. Well, if there's one thing for sure, Andy Reid is as creative as they come, and it wouldn't shock me if he's got some 
special plays dialed up for what he thinks could work at a critical moment against that team. Everybody's talked about how aggressive Nick Sirianni has been on third and fourth down. And I know Andy Reid in the regular season isn't super aggressive. I think his percentage is down in the lower third of the league in terms of aggressiveness. But in the playoffs, his aggressiveness doubles. He's very aggressive in the postseason, um, or at least he has been in the past. We'll see if he is on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, but, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me if he's got a couple of things up his sleeve. Oh, Usually absolutely. does. So do, and Philly will, too. Uh, it'll be no holds barred. I mean, yeah, that's this is the one ultimate game where they – you always say, don't leave it on the table. I mean, I, I got a block punt in the Super Bowl for that because of that mentality. Yeah. Um, that's just the way you – it's the first punt of the game. They said, yeah, go for it. So um, coaches are in that mindset. There's nothing on, off the table. You know, they say, well, if we get into – they're always saying, hey, if we get into this certain situation, we may do this or we may try that. Or if something funky happens, if we get in there, you know, they got the score out of whack or this and that's going on, we might try something like that. No. It's like whatever you – and famously in that Philadelphia New England Super Bowl, the Philly special, Foles comes, Foles comes over and goes, Hey, you want the Philly Philly? And Doug Peterson's going, Well, okay, yeah. Yeah, he he waited like a beat and a half. Yeah, he said, he's yeah, like, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. And and Frank Reich was the offensive O C and he said it was it was a brilliant move by Peterson because that is exactly the kind of vibe that the team had the entire year. And he felt it, and he went with it, and he said, okay, go. And he said, yeah, let's do it. And, you know, they pulled it off, obviously, famously, and, and there you have it. That, that's the kind of mindset these coaching staffs are going to be in for this game. So let me ask you this, because we've seen reports this week that the Chiefs practice every minute detail of what game day is going to be in the Super Bowl, even halftime. They practiced halftime and how long it would be and what they would do if it gets extended even longer because of some snafu with the stage performance of Rihanna right, and maybe they right, can't get right. stuff off the field. It's a thing. I, they practice that? It's a thing. In fact, it's a, it's a big moment, too, when, what we learned in our Super Bowls even way back then. It's a 12-minute halftime usually in, this, in, in the, the regular NFL, season. Regular right. season. Now it's a 25-minute halftime. It's, it's more twice. Than, it's more than twice. Just yeah. more than twice as long. 25 minutes for halftime. And usually, and we, we talk about it all the time how the NFL is a, is a thing, of, a place of habit, of routine, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you have your, your game day meal is four hours or two hours or three hours, two, three, or four hours before game time. Extended pregame because of America the Beautiful, the National Anthem, the, you know, the flyover, the parades, the interviews, the introduction, all of that stuff. It's a, it, you're off the field earlier before game time than you normally are in a, in a regular season game. So there's that. So all that stuff. By halftime of the game, they have to bring food in for the players because yeah. it's so long, they're refuel. starving. Yeah, you refuel. And they're out of carbs. So they got all these, you know, and they did it. Remember when the Chiefs game in, in Kansas City for the Bills got delayed in week five of 2020? 15-minute rain delay. Right. Or lightning. They, they, they break out the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yep. So they've got to have that going for them. they got to have all this stuff ready, you know. So practicing the halftime of the Super Bowl is, a, is a, I think, kind of a normal move. 
you got to get your guys' minds around what it's going to be like so they're not sitting there going, God, what? So they start getting distracted by the delays. They start getting put off by it. they got to be ready for it. Okay. And when they go into that halftime and they're ready for it and they say, oh, yeah, okay, it gives them more confidence in everything else that they've planned to do. Because oh, we're all over this. We got this. Yeah, all right. Oh, yeah, I remember. The, yeah, okay. All of that. It, it, it's, it builds the confidence you get in your preparation when you see it taking place and working, even in the small things like, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at halftime. It really goes a long way towards setting your mind right, going out and trying and playing your best. All right. Fair it's, enough. It's big, man. Because I'm telling you what. Because it sounds today, silly. It's like we're preparing right. for how long halftime is. Like today is when the players have had enough. Most of the what the, Thursday, yeah, the energy that they have that they spend during the regular season on the media obligations and the family obligations and the ticket obligations and the team obligations, whatever, it's all used up. It's all used up because it's so much. Yeah. Now they're sitting there going, oh, I got, I got Friday, Saturday, and all day Sunday to get. Yeah. Whoa, God. It's exhausting. That's when you really got to buckle up. Get and your get rest. Through it. And yeah. You got you to gotta power your way through it mentally because you're, your normal energy cycle is all messed up now today because it's been three days of media already. Right. And you're just like, well, come on, man. Where's the game? <laughs> Where's the game? Yeah, because you're used to those three days being Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in a regular game week yeah. in the regular season. Now it's like Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And today you're like, jeez, oh, what? Today? Who else wants to talk to me? Right. It's, it's, I get it. It's rough. We are now going to welcome in our guest for the 2 o'clock hour. It is one Sam Acho. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker, and we are pleased to be joined now by ESPN NFL and college football studio analyst Sam Acho, who you're also going to be able to find on XFL broadcasts this coming spring, as he is going to be one of the commentators. Keeping yourself busy, Sam. Man, I'm excited, man. Obviously, you know, finished my time in the NFL, played with the Bills for a bit, had my cup of tea there, played in Tampa Bay, and then now I'm getting a chance to not only do ESPN but call games for the XFL. I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, and, and you, you are staying busy, no question about it. You've got a new book out, which is called Change Starts With You, Following Your Fire to Heal a Broken World. You're, uh, you've got a chance to be an, an inspirational speaker and, and talk a lot around the country about leadership. What do you Give us your thoughts about the book, how it's going. This is your second book, of course, as well. Give us your thoughts about this newest edition that you put in print. Yeah, this book really is about leadership and about leading through uh, adversity. I mean, especially DeMar Hamlin, who saw what happened there and like how there were so many leaders wondering what should we do and how should we do it. And then you go through it. It's like, man, like, what if there's ways we can actually make real change? And so uh, my book, Change Starts With You, is really about, man, like what happened during COVID? And then like sports was canceled and all these things happened. And all of a sudden, like we see George Floyd killed. We see all these. It's like, man, what if we could actually like make a change? Supposed to just argue and fight and maybe, you know, listening is great. What if we could actually move? And so um, some friends and I, some former athletes, not former athletes, current athletes, got a chance to come together and um, build a food mart. And what we discovered was a food desert. And it started with just getting a little bit curious and staying open to uh, be willing to make a change in our community. Yeah, we, we kind of experienced that firsthand here in Buffalo 
with the uh, tragic racial shooting uh, back in May last year where the only grocery store where unfortunately this incident happened turned east the East Buffalo community on Jefferson Avenue into a food desert and you know it prompted some people to take positive action as well so we we know exactly where you're coming from so just so everybody knows though the official release is March 7th for the book right yeah, yeah, so it comes out March 7th, but the book's available for pre-order right now, right? So in a few weeks, it'll be out, but it's available for pre-order now, and there's some uh, pretty awesome pre-order offers. You'll be able to get the chance advanced, you know, uh, chapters early and all these other things. And so it's at sammachobook.com, but you're right, man. Like, so often, we think that we can't do anything, whether it's about race, whether it's about um, our families, whether it's about, like, our teams, but we realize, man, like, I remember when the Bills, remember that all this, that huge snowstorm and Bills fans came and started clearing out all the snow so players could get out and go play the game in Detroit, right? Like change starts with you. It might seem like a little tiny thing, but if you come together as a, like, as a unit, as a community, you can make massive change in the players, uh, athletes, students, kids, your, ki- your, your kids, like people will feel the effects of you taking that one step. The subtitle, we talk about it, Following Your Fire to heal a broken world. It talks about what is that fire that we've all been missing? Or maybe there's a fire that you've been kind of quenching. How do you get to that fire and follow it to change the world? Well, Sam, good luck with the book. We're looking forward to its release. I wanted to also ask you about the other project we mentioned a moment ago. You are an analyst for XFL football. What uh, what led to this and how's it going to go? And what are your thoughts about you know, this new season coming up? What's the schedule look like? Man, I couldn't be more excited. So the season starts the week after Super Bowl. So in about nine days is when the first game is. And so February 18th. And what led to it was really an opportunity. I haven't told a lot of people this story. So I was covering college football and the NFL. And I happened to be in studio one day. And and one of my hosts missed their flight. And they missed their flight. And so somebody said, hey, Sam, we're going to – are you available to be in studio? I said, sure. And so they were going to do this – audition not really an audition but in so many ways an audition for the xfl which is going to be totally different than anything we've seen you're gonna have open microphones so player coach communication you'll hear all of that there's going to be new rules where coaches get one challenge you can challenge anything in the entire game right like you can challenge a missed pass interference you can challenge whatever you want to challenge the rock is the co-owner along with danny garcia so co-owners of the xfl and so that's what led to my opportunity. I got a chance to do this audition because someone missed their flight. And I think I did a really good job. And like the referee, you know, we had integrated Dean Blandino, the referee who's going to, we're going to hear his audio like throughout the entire game, anytime a call is being made. And so I got a chance to do that. And then along with that, um, my role will be calling some of the games. So I'll be the, the, the color analyst for, you know, week one, it'll be on ESPN, the Orlando guardians at the Houston roughnecks is my first game. There's going to be a game on FX the following week on Thursday. So really um, Saturdays and Sundays are mainly the games and also Thursdays and a Friday here or there. Yeah, and I would imagine, Sam, that this is going to go outside the box of, you know, what Steve did for CBS for 18, 20 years as a color analyst, because with all that extra content live, uh, we're going to be able to like climb into the head of those player-coach conversations all the more because we're going to not only see them live, but you're going to be able to kind of commentate on them having been in those situations yourself, I would assume. And you'll be able to listen to them. It's almost like you won't even need – like, you know, you have the coaches' interviews, which we'll have at halftime. 
oh, we got to run hard and tackle better and all these things. They don't give you anything. We'll be in the locker room at halftime listening to what the coaches are saying and what they're teaching their players. We'll have, you know, in, in the NFL, and Steve, you know this really well, they have the iPads where they just do the screenshots. You only see a screenshot of the play that happened before on the sideline. Well, now you actually have the live film and the live footage. You can watch it. The coaches have access. The players have access. But also we as fans will be able to have access to that. So after a touchdown, You'll be able to go and watch with the player, have the, the quarterback or the player tell me what happened on this play. And you'll watch it. and They'll tell you exactly what the play was called. You'll hear play calls. You'll hear defensive adjustments you'll hear from defensive coordinators as they combat against offensive coordinators. This is unprecedented access. That's why I'm so excited about this XFL 3.0. Yes, the access, but also the leadership. The Rock, Danny Garcia, Redbird, Redbird Capital Partners, obviously ESPN, a multi-year agreement. So you've also got some stuff going on, uh, as as everybody uh, in the football world. Everybody's kind of focused on super, the Super Bowl coming up here this weekend. Um, you have also kept track a little bit of what's going on with your old team, the Buffalo Bills. Where you, like you said, you're here for a cup of coffee. Um, what are your thoughts on a team like Buffalo, like a team like San Francisco, um, these like a team like Cincinnati and Kansas City, those kind of teams that are up at the top, uh, along with Philadelphia. Uh, you know ha- that they're so close every year, and when you get into those final games, the division round of the playoffs and the championship round of the playoffs and the Super Bowl, you know what the key ingredients are that can put a team over the top. What do you see the F- Buffalo Bills at right there, as well as some of the other teams that are right at the top of the heap? Well, and you all know this, and Steve, you know this well as well. You could almost feel the pressure that was put on the team or maybe the team put on themselves the expectations, specifically with Buffalo. And sometimes that it's a lot of weight. And I know the team went through a lot, right? I mean, think about like players losing loved ones early in the season, uh, the snowstorms. You think about the uh, Marham, like the team went through a lot. And these are not excuses, but then the expectations, right? The Patriots are down. Patriots have been down. This is your time. No more Tom Brady. And you could, that's what I felt that pressure. Uh, it seems like with Kansas City, you talk about other teams at the top, there's this freedom in so many ways. And maybe that's a, you know, I don't know what that comes from, right? There's this freedom. And obviously not every team can make it every year. We get it. Um, but, man, it's like you know the talent's there. You know the coaching is there. But you felt that pressure and that pushing and trying to go back out there and play, even though Josh Allen had the injury and trying to play through it. Stuff like that is where you say, man, how do you get over the hump? And, and sometimes – it, it, it does take a player or two, right? Losing Von Miller is obviously huge. The reason you got him was to go and win in the playoffs and win a Super Bowl. So losing him hurts a ton. So maybe it just takes a healthy Von, you know? Like sometimes that's all it takes. But that's what I felt watching the games. A little bit of that pressure um, for, for the Bills. And then specifically with respect to the Super Bowl matchup, Sam, you know, you have two of, I think, what are arguably the two best offensive lines in football matching up. I know the the Eagles are pretty darn good front to back on the defensive side as well. The Chiefs might not be quite as talented defensively, but they've got a veteran play caller in Spagnolo who can somehow tilt the scales in favor of his unit an awful lot. Do you see the offenses dictating this game, or, or do you anticipate maybe one of these defensive units playing a major hand in this thing? I think the defense for the Chiefs will have to step up. And I don't know if it's going to be Chris Jones on the defensive line or George Karloftis, the rookie out of Purdue. I don't know who it'll be or what it'll be, 
but someone on Philly's defense will have to step up. I don't know if it's just going to be in, in the in the passing game, right? And getting sacked. I think it'll have to be like stopping the run. Philly, when the rubber meets the road, Philly wants to run the football. We've seen it a couple times. They ran over had a couple of game over 260 yards once, a couple games, you know, like in the playoffs, running over 160. Philly wants to run the ball. And if Philly can dictate the game by running the ball, it's going to be a long day for the Chiefs. But if the Chiefs can get Philly in like second and long, right, third and long, maybe force a turnover too. The one game that Jalen Hurts lost, I think they turned the ball over four times. One interception, I believe it was three fumbles. That's the, the formula. Uh, right. Yeah. I was going to ask as, as well. It seems like, and we, if you boil this game down to its most basic fundamental things, Philly seems to have a really loaded roster around Jalen Hurts. Certainly, Jalen played very well this season, but their defensive front, their secondary of Philadelphia, uh, and of course their offensive line running game and all and and their weapons on the outside, they seem to be a really loaded roster. The Kansas City Chiefs seem to be Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and a bunch of guys. Uh, is that the basics of this game? It's because because Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes lead all-time his, historic levels in some of their statistics in playoff football. Those two guys are powerhouses. But the Eagles come in with a really loaded roster. Is that kind of the basics of this game? Well, I think it's 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 deeper than that. I think the next level is the bunch of guys, but the coach putting these bunch of guys in a position to succeed. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Remember, he was in Green Bay. This dude was one of the top as far as like average yards per catch. He was tops in the league. So you get rid of uh, Tyreek Hill, all of a sudden you do have a potential deep threat in Scantling. Juju Smith-Schuster, who, yes, had some injuries, but you find a way to get him involved. Isaiah Pacheco out of Rutgers, right? This late-round pick, all of a sudden, is the running back of the future. Just getting gains that people don't usually get, yards after contact. And so it's about those pieces, putting them in place. That's been the difference. So, yes, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, but those bunch of guys are being, you know, marionetted by by their head coach in, in, in Andy Reid. And then, Sam, I know you're always keeping an eye on your Longhorns. Uh, don't know if you've noticed, but in a lot of the early mock drafts, the Bills are being mocked B. John Robinson. Personally, I don't think he's making it all the way down to 27. Um, so there's that. But all in all, um, what are your thoughts on him and his pro prospects for an NFL career? He's an animal. I mean, like, I, I, so I've called a couple Texas games, not only this year, but last year. He, it, and obviously, college football, I know, so I'm watching all the games. He's an animal. This dude has lateral quickness that is unprecedented. Like, think about, like, the Saquon Barkley type, what you saw him early in his career and even in Penn State. Um, he talked about wanting to be as strong as an ox. And he's strong, but he's also quick. Quick enough to where, yeah, you could hit the hole downhill, sure. You want to say, man, hit the hole. Then all of a sudden you see him cut laterally and make a bigger play than he would have made if he hit the hole. And so you see him have great straight line speed, great lateral quickness, great strength, and big playability to catch the ball out of the backfield as well. So uh, there's no way he's getting to 27, is there? Uh, he's, he's not getting to 27. If he does, it'll be one of those Aaron Rodgers deals where it's like, how did he go all the way that late? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, Sam, that's, uh, we appreciate you coming on with us. It's been great talking to you. And I hope that, uh, I hope your book is a, a huge success. Thanks for spending some time with us. No, thank you all so much. Love being on here. Anybody wants to know more, just go to samachobook.com. You can pre order it uh, right now.
Sounds good, Sam. Good luck with the book. That's Sam Acho joining us here, ESPN NFL and college football analyst, and he'll be doing XFL games this spring on ESPN as well. We take a break here, back with more here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.